nice, isn't it? End of the flu season. I know a week or two ago we'd all had the flu and the tummy bugs going around and Josh was at work one afternoon and Esther was feverish and looking like she was sick and then next minute she was vomiting everywhere and I was holding her and next minute she looked at me and vomited all over my face. Projectile, I'm just like... I was like, I knew Josh was coming home soon, so I just stood there, like, he'll be home soon. (laughs) Um, So thank goodness for fathers who are are brilliant fathers and come home just when the moment is needed. And Josh, I think he's going to preach with Esther this morning. We'll try the transition. Anyway, let's give Josh a big hand as he comes. I know he's got a great word for us. Thanks, son. Oh, seamless. Thanks, Murray. Lucky I only have a couple of pages. No, that's forward thinking, Steve. Cool. Well, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to my dad. Haven't seen him yet. Um, Yeah, hope you're all having an awesome Father's Day. It's just here. Yeah, happy Father's Day. Hey? Oh, no, I think it's just rubbish, I'm not sure. Cool. Alright, oh, eyes back here. Cool. Um, everyone's waiting to see. You got this. There we go. Sorted, you looked, you happy? Tri- triple XL, that's your size, isn't it? <laughs> nah. I wouldn't want. <laughs> I wouldn't waste my money. Um, Rightio, sermon time. Concentrate. Cool. Um, So I had my sermon, whatever this talk, all sorted out. um, And I knew all I had to do was just pretty much finish writing it off and and, and all that and just bring a bit of structure to it and and all of that. And I was just at work on Thursday and I had my music on as I normally do and headphones in. And just as I was packing up, a song came on. and it wasn't like I was just listening to Christian music the whole time to get inspiration. Um, I was just had my music on shuffle and who knows what I was listening to beforehand. Probably um, John Garrett wouldn't agree. But, um, but then on came a song called Scandal of Grace by, by Hillsong and it, and it just kind of just like, like just stuffed my message up. <coughs> Excuse me. And it's kind of like God just said, no, I want you to speak on this. And it came from just one line in the song and the line is... Um, um, what is it? The cross has taught me to live. And that was it. I never really paid attention to this line before. Didn't even know it was really in the song. And that and I was just like, just caught my attention. I'm like, God, is that really like kind of what you're pointing to me to talk about? So anyway, I had to go home and, and just start over. So I've got another sermon put aside for another time. Um, but yeah, so today I'm going to talk about the cross has taught me to live or the title of my message is I, I see what the Father does. And that's, uh, that's kind of what I'm going to talk about. And it's, it's appropriate because it's Father's Day. Um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about how the cross has taught me to live through that selfless act of God sending his son down to die on the cross to take my wrongs, my brokenness, my faults, my offences, my shame, my guilt, my negativity, you know, my sin. To take all of that and everyone else's sin at the same time so that we can know freedom so that we can know his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, so that we can know his love. And, um, you know, the opening verse of that song says, Grace, what have you done? 
murdered for me on that cross, accused in the absence of wrong, my sin washed away in your blood. And that's like, it's pretty full on words. Like I, when I think about the cross and I know the pain and, and oh, I don't really know it, but I like, it just seems so full on what Jesus went through. But when it says murdered for me on the cross, it just adds another like layer to what he was murdered. Like he wasn't, you know, even though he kind of, I always thought he volunteered into it, he was actually murdered for it. And it's just like, like just adds another layer. And, and in that he was accused in the absence of wrong. Like he had no wrong and he was still murdered for no reason kind of thing. It just adds another level for me. But, you know, Jesus on the cross took something that he didn't deserve one little tiny minute bit so that we can have something that we don't deserve one tiny little minute bit. Um, and, and through this selfless act, not only, not only can we gain freedom, grace, mercy, and forgiveness and love, like I just said, but it's also shown us, shown me how to live a life that is one full of joy, peace, love, and full of purpose. Um, you know, we've been doing Alpha every Tuesday night at our house and it's been awesome. And, and this week, Alpha was, the topic was, God, how does God guide us? Guide us. And um, one of the, que- I think it was a question. We just kind of go off random discussions half the time. But I think this was the question, um, was how do we feel about God having a purpose for our life and how do we know we're in his purpose? So that was one of the discussions we had and, and um it was, um, there was a lot of discussion on this and, and there were some really good points and um, a lot of thought-provoking discussion like around our purpose and, and all that. And so it got me thinking from Tuesday onwards just about um, my purpose. And by the way, Alpha has been amazing. We see such a diverse group of people there coming along, um, people who have no faith at all to just figuring it out and, and then like Sarah and I who have been doing this journey for a while and... Um, it's just been it's just been really cool. Always thought provoking discussions, and, and it's just uh, for Sarah and I, and, and I for Dean being there. It's kind of just caused us to re- rethink about our faith and 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 what how we see things. And it's just been really cool. Like I encourage you if you ever get an opportunity to go to an Alpha course, do it because it's amazing. But you know, I've been I've been just thinking about purpose. What is my purpose? And and more, how do I know? Because I I don't really think I want to know my purpose. In God, because I think it'll freak me out. Um, because, like, if, if I read what the Bible says, it's going to be like, whoa, like, oh, just show me one step at a time. Kind of thing. But, um, but how do I know that I'm in God's purpose? And for me, um, when I simply live in a life that reflects the life of Jesus, and, you know, that's the aim to become more like Him. So I'm not saying I'm living a life that reflects. Jesus, I'm so far from that, but I'm trying to live a life that, that does that. That's the goal, like to live a life as Jesus lived, and I'm so far off that. I've got a, such a long way on my journey in that, but for me, I know I'm in my purpose when I am I'm just living a life of Jesus, doing the things that we saw he done. So, um, so how has the cross taught me to live? You know, John 5 verse 9 says, Very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. (coughs) I love that verse. I love that whole section of scripture. But, you know, Jesus says he only can do, like anything he does, he sees what the father is doing. And, you know, I know for my kids, I remember once um, John Ewan's, 
pulled into our street in our old house and his car like off the highway onto village drive and his car broke down and fortunately enough he broke out down outside our house unfortunately he broke down and um so we tried to we tried to get the car fixed john and i um if you ever need mechanic services just call john and i we'll get it going not i was just kind of like give me the hammer no that's not working that give me that bigger hammer that's not working we didn't get it working um so we had to get the tow truck and the no, we didn't try to tie it ourselves, like it wouldn't even move. And then I think the hammer hit it too hard. Um, but the tow truck driver came and, and my kids are all excited. They get pumped when they see tow trucks, like um, car breaking down is a good thing for them. And that. But um, the tow truck driver looked at my kids, this is before we had Esther, and, and said, oh, it's, it's easy to tell who your, your kids are, who's the dad. I'm like, what do you mean? And then I look at my kids and I look at me and we're all... Watching like that, like exactly the same way, and Esther does it now. You just see Esther looking at stuff with her arms folded, and that, and it's kind of like they're just like I never taught them to do that. I don't say when you're looking at something, you stand like this, and that, like it's not something I sat down and had the discussion with them at two. Um, it's just they've just seen me do it and do it, and I know it's even the same with food. Like my kids, if I try something and they're not sure about it, they'll always give it a crack if I'm having a go at it because they just think that has good chasing food, like Rockwurst. It's amazing. Um, but, um, yeah, what is that? yeah, and the kids, like, always have, well, eat what I eat, but they, if Sarah has tried something new, which is rare, um, the kids would be like, I'm not touching that. Like, why would we do that? Probably because she doesn't like Rockwurst. But, like, the kids will always look, at, look to me, and I know it was the same with Dad. Dad and, I know Dad hates corn, and, um, and I hate corn. It's, like, we're in a grants. It's from the devil, corn. Like, if you eat corn, you're sinning straight away, like... Really, you are. What food can you chew up, digest, all that, and then it still comes out whole? <laughs> like, and I don't even eat it, and it still comes out. Like, it's straight from the devil. Corn. And that. So, shame on you if you're eating that. There's that special place in hell for you. Um, that all right? But God will forgive you. Um, yeah, anyway. So, the kids, like, I know my kids just copy what I do. So, for me, I've got to be careful on how I behave, because my kids, like, copy my example. Um, they only see what the father, the son only sees what the father doing. So, you know, that selfless act of sending his son on, on the cross, not only to, to give us the opportunity to receive eternity with God, but because of God sending his son down to earth, he has given us the example on how to live a meaningful and a purposeful life. So not only did Jesus die on the cross so that we can receive forgiveness and and live this life. He beforehand he, he actually taught us how to live a life worth living. And um so I'm just gonna go through and give some examples of Jesus' life and there's so many and I could have picked from so many different bits of scripture to show, but I'm just gonna give a few examples on how Jesus has, has shown me how to live a life and because of that act on the cross, um I'm able to try to replicate that in my life. So the first one is compassion. Jesus shows compassion. Um, you know, he showed us how to accept the outer even if it goes against the crowd. John 8, 1 to 11. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them. But teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. 
Now, what do you say? They were using these questions as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard, at this those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until one, only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. But neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, Go now and leave your life, leave your life of sin. Me. I love that bit of scripture and I love the compassion of Jesus for this woman and how, you know, he, he encouraged her to, to just get up and do life again, leave, leave that and have another go at life again. And, um, and for me, like, in that bit of scripture, it's shown me to, that people have faults, that people we come across, I have faults, all of that. But we need to be there for each other to say, come on, get back up, go again, um, and all that sort of stuff. And on a side note... Um, like that image of, uh, who has ever wondered when they've read that what Jesus is writing in the, like it would be cool to be there. Mark Stevenson was here, not that he was there back then, he's pretty old, but um, he, he, was, um, he was here and he had this theory on, um, on what um, Jesus was writing in the, in the dirt, which I thought was pretty cool and full on, but he, he, he believed like he was just writing the names because this woman is caught in the act of adultery. So these people who caught her must have known she was doing that stuff. So he just had this fear of, was he just writing their names in the dirt? Was he writing Paul? Was he writing, like, who, whoever was there and kind of like, and then he's like, for those without sin. And, like, that's just, like, pretty, <laughs> Jesus is kind of this, like, hammering it to him without saying anything, which I think is cool. And, um, yeah. Anyway, that's just a side note, but I thought that was really cool. And that. Um, two, number two, division. Um, again, I could talk about the woman. At, you know, I could talk about the woman at the well in um, John four one to twenty six. Um, I'm not going to read all that because you can go home and read that. It's twenty six verses long. Um, but Jesus again shows compassion to this woman at the well and and, and encourages her to fight and find salvation and all that, but he breaks down barriers. You know, Jesus wasn't meant to talk to this woman at all. If you read in verse 9 of John 4, it says, The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews didn't associate with Samaritans. <coughs> so here's Jesus just breaking down that um, cultural difference. He, like, you know, I'm pretty sure the Samaritans were the low... And Jews are placed in a higher place and all of that. And Jesus is like, nah, we doesn't matter who you are. You all get the opportunity to receive Jesus. You all get the opportunity for salvation. doesn't matter about your race, what colour your skin is, if you're rich or poor, um, where you come from, if you're born into a good family or a poor family, bad, whatever. We all get that opportunity to receive Jesus and, and, and have a relationship with him. And I just love how he, he showed that. He wasn't meant to do that and he went out of his way to do that. Um, Jesus showed us how to be friends, um, you know, um, and one of the examples was his friendship with Peter. And in Matthew sixteen twenty three, it says, he says to Peter, get behind me, Satan, he rebukes Peter. You know, Jesus taught us what it is to call our friends up. Um, 
Um, he inspires his friends to be better. He doesn't try to wrap them in cotton wool. Um, this world needs friends that will call each other up and not be too scared to say something just in case it brings offence to them, even though what they are doing or how they are living could be damaging. You know, for me personally, and I've said this in church before, I want the people in my life who are willing to say the hard things if I've been an idiot or, or not doing the right thing um, so that I may grow. And, um, and Jesus was the perfect example of this. And in Proverbs 3, 11, verse 12 says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father of a son he delights in. And, you know, it's so important for us to, to have those people in our lives, to place those people in our life who will, who will call us up if we're in the wrong. You know, I know one of the hardest things for, for me as a parent is to bring discipline, but I know out of love I've got to do that because it will cause them to grow, it will cause them to be the men and women who they need to be. So it is important to have people in your life who will do that for us. And again, we follow the example of Jesus. Go on, get a drink. All right, another example. And like I said, there's so many I've got to pick from of Jesus' life, how we can follow. But with offence, how to deal with offence. You know, we live in a world where we have a chance to get offended every day if we choose to, um, you know, and particularly in the Christian life, it always seems to be one Christian offended at another Christian for saying something that they don't quite agree with and all that. And Jesus shows us how to deal with offence um, or the opportunity when offence comes. And, you know, he simply don't get offended. <laughs> um, forgive those who offend and be nice to them. So again, we're going to look at Peter's life um, in Luke 22 when Je- Peter denies Jesus three times. You know, he denies Peter three times that Jesus has died on the cross, you know. Imagine if, if um, Ryan did something wrong and people were like, do you know Ryan, he did this? I'm like, oh, I don't know Ryan, who's he? And then, and then I just kept saying that. Like, Ryan has a good opportunity, if he heard that, to be offended at me. Like, Josh, you meant to support me, you meant to be a friend, you meant to stick with me. You know, Jesus had a good op- had the opportunity, and rightfully so, to be offended at Peter for denying him. But um, he didn't take up that opportunity for offence. He, 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 later on, we read in John 21 when Jesus is risen again and all that. Um, he not only forgives Peter and, and he inspires Peter to go and go, Peter, go and feed my church. Peter, go and feed my church. But at the same time, he cooks him breakfast. Like he, that's a simple thing, but he, he not only doesn't take the opportunity to be offended, he, he shows forgiveness to Peter, but then. He be's kind. He goes above and beyond. He has to, and that when and he had the right to say. So for me, in my life, there's always opportunities to get offended, and and I don't always do that right. Often I take the bait, but I want to be someone who no, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to inspire in my life to be a better person in your life, kind of thing, and be kind to you. Cool. Um, the last um, example I want to show out of Jesus' life is he showed us, and this is the most important one of all, he showed us how to love. Um, it's the most, like, it's the greatest gift that God has ever given us is the example of how to love. Um, and, you know, I could have picked so many examples of, of how Jesus loved us and shown how to love people, but um, I'm just going to pick this one because it's powerful. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, but whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Like, <laughs> that's just 
I don't know, it's just the most powerful verse to me in the Bible. He, he loved us so much that he gave up his one and only son, you know, so we can have eternal life. Jesus showed us what it is to love and, that, and to sacrifice. You know, I could go on with heaps of examples, like the lady with the alabaster box, where Jesus shows grace, or Nicodemus up a tree, where Jesus shows how to accept people, or the demon-possessed man at the grave, how, how Jesus showed us to go after the one, or the man at the cross, where Jesus shows us how to forgive. You know, there's so many examples that we can learn and glean from the life of Jesus so that we can better ourselves as people and that we can walk out in his purpose. So, if you're not sure on what's your purpose, I encourage you to just do what I do and look at the life of Jesus. You know, there's no need to overcomplicate our purpose. You know, Jesus is the perfect example and, you know, at the cross, he taught me to live. So, coming back to Jesus, only doing what he saw the Father do. These examples I talked about, like sacrifice, love, forgiveness, reflects the Father's heart. And because it's Father's Day, let's briefly talk about Dad's. For me as a father through the cross, it has shown me how to be a good father to my kids. Do I get this perfect? No. Hardly ever. But it gives me a good base to go back to when I do stumble. The cross has taught me to be selfless when it comes to my kids. And, you know, there's something about fathers and being selfless. You know, I know mothers give up so much for their kids, like, and they give up more than fathers, like, let's be honest. Um, but there's... But the way a father covers and the sacrifice he does in covering his family and loving his family is really something special to behold. And, and you know, I'm so thankful for our Heavenly Father showing us as fathers to do this, that, you know, we get to replicate that into our own families. And I know for me, um, in my life, the one thing I never doubted growing up is that I was loved and and. And mum loved me amazingly and all that, but the way dad loved me was um, pretty, like, it just, it just reflected the father's heart in that way. Um, and it was just special night, so thank you, dad. But um, I'm, I'm so thankful that, um, yeah, that, that God has showed people how to love so that we know how to love others and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, enough of that. Um, what was I up to? You know, and uh, can I encourage the fathers here today to put God first in your life? Because when we do, it brings a protection for your kids. Proverbs 14 verse 26 says, Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children it will be a refuge. Um, So put God first in your life. You know, going back, the title of this message is The Cross Has Taught Me... No, that's not the title, but anyway. I'm talking about The Cross Has Taught Me to Live. Just as the Father has shown us how to live... Through the life of Jesus, I feel as we just love and sacrifice for our kids as Jesus did for us, we are also showing them how to live. Um, you know, and sometimes we don't get this right. Sometimes we stuff up and you may be feeling of, um, I've stuffed up, I haven't got this, this right. I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a worthless father or I'm a worthless parent or, or whatever. You know, when, when we feel like that, that's when we turn to Jesus. That's when we turn to God and lean into him. And, and he will encourage us and he will lift us up. And so if you're one of those people that just feel like, I'm not doing a good enough job at the moment, I encourage you to lean into God. And that I know when I um, had my failures, especially parenting with my kids, it's, I lean into to God and I'm like, God, I don't know what to do about this situation. I, know how, I don't know how to handle it. 
and and yeah, and God will just often walk me through it or bring the right people to give me the example of how to do it. I also encourage you, if you're a young father here, um, just going through it, put people in your life who have fathered well. And that there's so many in this church and there's so many in this community who, who have raised good kids and are doing an awesome job. And for me, I just look to the ones who are just that step up, who are doing an awesome job with their kids and, and inspired to take what they've done. Um, so can I challenge you, encourage you all to look at your life and then look at the life of Jesus and say to yourself, how can I better my life by following the example of his? You know, when we do that, it'll be hard. It'll require some change, but I guarantee you that it'll be so worth it not only for you, but also the people around you. In 1 Corinthians 16, 13 to 14, it says, Be on your guard, stand firm in your faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything in love. So that's, that's all I want to um, talk about today. I just want to encourage you just to, to lean in the Father, to look what the, the example of, of how God loved us so much, to send His only Son to die for us. And to give us an example on how to live a purposeful life. So, and I just want to encourage you to just start, if you're on that journey, just to keep going and, and keep looking at the life of Jesus. And, and if you're just starting out, um, that's the best place to look to, the life of Jesus. And it will inspire you to be a better person. Um, so I'm just going to ask everyone to close their eyes, bow their heads. And I'm just going to give this opportunity to um, just offer Jesus to, to come into your life. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know where I'd be without um, Jesus as an example in my life. I don't know. Um, and I, I know for me, it's been the best decision I've ever made. And, and I just want to encourage you, if, if you you don't know where you stand with God or you don't know where, if you've bought, felt like you've walked away, I just want to encourage you and give you this moment just to just to come back and, and ask Jesus just to, to walk with you day to day. So I'm just going to give you a few moments. And if that's you, I'm going to um, get you to raise your hand and you can put it down and we'll pray. And then we'll move on. So I'm just going to give it a few moments. All right. The other thing I felt to do today was to, to pray for people, especially the dads that might be struggling in your role. You know, the great thing is we aren't meant to be perfect. God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. And, and today I want to pray for you, may you know God's strength where you are feeling weak. So I'm just going to pray, and if that's you, I just encourage you just to raise your hand or receive this prayer. And Father God, we just thank you for the God you are. Lord, we thank you for sending your Son down to die for us, so that we can know your freedom, that we can know your grace, that we can experience your love. We thank you for the example that Jesus gave us when he walked out on this earth, Lord God. And, and we're just so thankful for your Father's love, Lord God. And, and I acknowledge today sometimes I stuff up, sometimes I get it wrong, Lord God. But I thank you that your grace is all I need, Lord God. I thank you that in my weakness you were lifted up, you were made strong, Father God. And, and your strength is made perfect, Lord God. So today I just. I just pray for every single person here, that your hand be upon them. Lord God, if they're feeling weak, Father God, I just pray that they will know your strength in their lives, Father God. Lord God, I just pray that people will lean into your love. Lord God, and we're, just, we're just so thankful for who you are. We're so thankful for the gift of fatherhood. 
Lord God, we're so thankful that you are a good, good Father. Lord, we just love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you and have a blessed Father's Day.